thank you for taking the time to listen to this life-changing message from the ministry of Faith Bible Chapel. We hope this message will encourage you in all parts of your life. At the end of this message, you will hear more information on how to contact our church family, as well as directions for you to visit us for any of our worship services. Until then, join us for the service in progress. We're on the subject of thankfulness or being thankful during the month of November. It makes sense. But when you think about it, in the month of November, there's a lot of things to be thankful for. As we think about just this day, uh, our veterans were honoring, but be thankful for the children, et cetera, et cetera. So we decided to take at least four weekends that will take us right through the Thanksgiving weekend and then the weekend after that, just to address the subject of being thankful. It's such an important one. If you, if you think about it, when you read the Bible, you can't help but pick up that it has, it's one of, the, one of the central themes, if you will, of the Bible of being thankful to God and expressing that thankfulness through giving of thanks. So we're kind of looking at it. I'm only going to take a few mo moments because we have something special at the end of our service that we're going to do. But I want to share with you some thoughts on the subject of Thanksgiving. Think about it. Thanksgiving. We put the word together, but break it up. Thanks and giving, or the giving of thanks. That's what it's all about. We're to give thanks. Being thankful is a heart thing. Thanksgiving is an expression of what's in the heart. So it's good to express what is in your heart sometimes by the giving of thanks. First Thessalonians chapter uh, five and verse 18 says, in everything, say it, everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I want you to notice those first two words, in everything, not for everything. How many understand what I'm talking about? For everything means something different than in everything. Because certainly not thankful when a crisis hits your home. I mean, it's just, it's hard to be thankful. I mean, we still remain thankful to God, but not thankful for that crisis that has hit our, hit our home. So I want to I want to talk. I would just share six quick thoughts with you, okay? So you might want to jot these down about Thanksgiving and the giving of Thanksgiving. Number one, it's a it's our gift to God. So throughout this week and and next week and the week after, it really should be a, a 365 days, 24/7 uh, habit that we should get into, and that's the giving of Thanksgiving. What can we really give God? He doesn't need our money. Okay, uh, he's not impressed with what you do so much. He's given you purpose and to fulfill your life, but that's not certainly what impresses him. So the only gift that we really can give is an expression that comes from our heart, and that expression should be thanksgiving. So think of when you thank God for wherever it might be that comes to your mind, you're expressing, and uh, it's your gift back to God. So you actually can give him something, and it's not just during Christmas time or other holidays. It should be around the clock. First Peter says that we, like living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So it's a, it's a spiritual thing by giving thanks. Second of all, when we express thanksgiving, it leads us into praise, and then praise leads us into worship. 
you ever have a hard time entering into praise or worship, just begin to thank God. Because as you thank God, it's amazing the transformation that can take place in your attitude. And it can start from the, from, from the beginning of the day. And you're just thankful for the little things. And they're not so little, but just the little things that you're thankful for. But it automatically, there's, there's a draw then that draws us into a praise and into a worship. Thirdly, thanks, thankfulness is both the result of God's grace and then our response to it. Thankfulness, it's a, it's a result of God's grace. The one thing that I thank God more for than anything else is my salvation. And I'm sure there are a lot of people in here would say the same thing. But I truly, it seems every time I open up my mouth when I come in before the Lord or start my day, the first thing is, Lord, I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm, I'm thankful for that grace that was extended to me whenever, a long time back, 1971, that changed my life. I mean, you know that God's gift will change your life, salvation. It changed my life. And I just don't say that for any other reason, but that's the truth. It'll change your life. It transformed my thinking, my whole approach to life, my whole outlook on, on people, my attitude toward people, my relationships. Just all were transformed because of that grace. So, Lord, I am thankful for my salvation. How many in here could say, Lord, I'm thankful for my salvation? Now, our desire is this is for everyone in this room to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. Why? Because we want you to be thankful for that gift of grace. And it is a gift. So thankfulness then is our response. God gives us that gift and we respond from that gift by saying thank you to the Lord. Fourthly, thankfulness is a heart issue. I said it. Thankfulness is an issue of the heart. And then thanksgiving is an expression of what's happening in our heart. So it's a heart thing. I want my heart to be in the right place. And in order to be in the right place, I, I want to be able to give thanks. And I think you'll find your heart in the right place if you're giving thanks to God continually. Your heart will just be there. It's just something that happens when you begin to express that thanks. Giving thanks, Colossians chapter three says, to the God the Father through him. And then another one here, fifthly, is that thanksgiving is our entrance into God's presence. It's our entrance into God's presence. I'll say it again, that if you have a difficult time sensing God's presence, or wondering if God is in this situation with you, is he going through this, whatever you might, you might be going through, is he going, if you're wondering about that, begin to express, rather than just, Lord, help me out of this, it's more of a with, it, it, it's just an entrance into his presence. As you thank him, it's like the door begins to swing open. So if the heavens felt like brass, or felt like it was hard to get a breakthrough, and sometimes it feels that way, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel, man, am I ever gonna get a breakthrough? I mean, you just, you just kind of pound the heaven, but the moment you enter into a, a thankfulness and giving thanksgiving, it's like the doors just begin to open into the presence of God. So I enter. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, 
serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There it is. It's the gates almost come through thanks. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to, to all generations. And then the sixth thought on this. Thanksgiving should accompany all our prayers. So it's not only our entrance into the presence of God, but as we pray, Philippians chapter 4 says, be anxious for nothing but with all prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto the Lord. And then it follows up and says, then the peace that passes all understanding will grab a hold of your heart. So it should accompany prayer whenever we think about it. Now, I just want to give you a couple thoughts on the snare of unthankfulness. To be unthankful puts us in a bad position. Let me, let me give you some scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 recounts the journeys of the children of Israel in the Old Testament. And Paul's trying to exhort the people he's talking to. He said, listen, guard yourself, protect yourself from doing the same thing your fathers did back in the wilderness before they entered into the promised land, before they fully could, could grasp all that God had for them. They were denied that entrance. And you know why? Because of what? Murmuring and complaining. So we're not to complain. I, I, I had this happen to me. Yeah, this, this past week, just this past, or just the week before that happened to me. And I, I was with someone, and it just seemed like everything that came out of their mouth was, well, this job is going bad, and I don't like this superintendent, and they never do this right, and they never do that right. And I'm thinking, man, you got a job. <laughs> I mean, and I know this person. It was a good job, and yet still complaining. I found this to be true with human beings, and that's all of us here, all of us is that we have this tendency to move toward the negative than we do toward the positive. Now, there are a few people that seem to can move that way a little bit, but majority-wise, the tendency is to move toward the negative. And maybe it's because of the culture. Maybe it's because of what our mind is bombarded with through media, et cetera, et cetera. But to move toward the negative so in order to counter that, in order to keep ourselves in a good position, be thankful. Look at Romans chapter 1. Listen to what it says here. Paul addressing, again, the church at Rome. Because although they knew God. So he's talking about someone who knew God or a group of people who knew God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful but because, became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. The, the very, you would think this is a simple thing to, to be thankful, but no, it wasn't. They, they weren't thankful for creation. They weren't thankful for the beauty that we have on our world. They weren't thankful for the freedoms that we have here in America. And so when you, when you move away and you're not thankful and you're just murmuring and complaining, you're, 
your thoughts become futile. Your heart becomes darkened. So it's a real snare. Second Timothy chapter 3. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. This is what's going to happen. The closer you get to the return of Christ, the more you're going to see this. But here's the last thing it says, unthankful. They just weren't thankful. So it can be a snare to each and every one of us. Hebrews chapter 12 says, therefore, since we have a, we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. That's, we're receiving this kingdom, let us be thankful. Now, Psalm 136, I want you to take a look at Psalm 137, first of all, and then I'm going to go to 136, but Psalm 137, here's the situation. The children of Israel have been overrun by the Babylonians. The select group, and there was about 10,000 of them out of the nation, and they were the best of the best. They were the philosophers, they were the, they were the mathematicians, they were the engineers, they were the, the, the mason workers. So the best of the best in all fields, the Babylonians picked them out, chose to pick them out, and led them away captive to Babylon which is modern-day Iraq. Uh, so they led them away there. And, of course, the, their strategy and their thought was to take the best of the best and use them to build their own kingdom, that kingdom. And the rest were left behind. I want you to put yourself in their shoes just for a moment. They were overrun by an enemy. Maybe let's, let's bring it up to 2016. God forbid. But let's say America was overrun by an enemy. They came into our land, and all of a sudden, they begin to go and find out who were the best of the best in the communities. They would take the best of the best, and they would haul them off to be deported back to their, the, the enemy's country. And all those people were taken away. Well, families were split. Husbands and wives could have been split. Children from their husbands, friends from their friends. So you have this group of people that are led away. How did they feel in a foreign country? How did those people feel that were left behind with their friends, family members in this foreign country? So that, that was a situation as we get into Psalm 137 here in just a moment. So as a result of it, and, and in those days, and even today, let's say all internet, all means of communication were taken from us and there was no way to communicate with your family. You don't know what happened to them. You don't know the state of the country, nothing like that. So it's kind of a rough time It's happening. That's when these words were penned that are written here. Listen. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. We wept. When we remembered Zion, we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. For there were those carried away captive, ask of us, who carried us away captive, ask of us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth or merry, saying, sing to us one of the songs of Zion. Response, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? So they were being teased. They were being harassed by their captors. 
And they must have been known for singing. So the Jewish people have always been known for singing. They sing a lot and they rejoice a lot. They express a lot through their song. So they must have been known because here were their captors came and said, listen, sing us one of those songs. They must have heard of those songs that were sung in Zion. And they said, sing us one of those songs, be, be merry. And their answer back was, how? How can we do that? Now we find ourselves in situations like that in life. Is that right? Hey, listen, this past week, our country went through something very dramatic. That is, and even today, we have 50% approximately of our country that are grieving. We have the other 50% that are rejoicing. And that's just the state of it. So people are going through this process right now. With that comes a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, a lot of what's gonna happen? Where am I gonna go from here? Will we ever make it? I mean kind of downcast at this particular point. But you know, that happens every four years or every eight years or however. And from the very beginnings of this country and from the beginnings of the world, think of it. There are some people that are grieving. There are some people that are rejoicing. But here's one thing that stands true all the time. Although the government might change, and although there might be a different leader in the White House and in our governments here in the states, God never changes. He remains the same over and over. He doesn't change. He doesn't alter what he said in the past about you. He's not going to change his mind. He just doesn't change. And that's where we need to keep right. So why are we thankful? Because God doesn't change. I rejoice. I might not have gotten my way. It might not have gone the way I thought it should have gone, but I can still be thankful because God doesn't change. He's still on the throne in heaven and remains on that throne. So that's my testimony today, and hopefully it's your testimony today, that we can be thankful. Now, how do we handle ourselves? We're thankful and we pray. And we pray for unity. We pray for this great country that we live in. Now, the psalm right before this, and I just want to bring this point out. So you have in Psalm 137 this process of grieving and this account of them being captives, and they can't sing a song. But if you just go back to Psalm 136, there's every reason in the world to give thanks to God. Now. I've only done this a couple times in my ministry, but I'm going to ask you to cooperate with this. Say cooperate. Okay, I believe you're going to. I'm going to have some responsive reading. I want you to respond to these words because that's the way the psalm is written, if you look at it. Now, I'm just going to say part of the verse, and then you're going to respond with the words that are going to come up here, for his mercy endures forever. Let's practice that. For his mercy endures forever. I want you to think about that. You know, the, the Lord's mercies are new every morning. It talks about a loving kindness. That, that word could be translated kindness, the goodness, favor of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord. It's new every morning. Why? I don't know about you, but I need those mercies new every morning. I have to have new mercies. So it talks about the mercies of God. But listen to this account, because what they have being rehearsed to them here and to us is an account of God 
leading them in victory. No matter how difficult the days or the times were, God always led them in victory and carried them through. Doesn't always look like we're in the middle of it, but if you look back sometimes, and that's what we're doing here, we're just looking back to Psalm, the one Psalm before that. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Now, we knew better than that, all right? Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Better. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by wisdom made the heavens. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. To him who made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him who struck the Egyptians and brought out Israel from among them with a strong hand, with an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two and made Israel pass through the midst of it but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. You see, sometimes we just have to go back a little bit and recount the things that God has done in our life and just repeat that over and over, for his mercy endures forever. We hope that this message has spoken something personal to you. If you would like more information about our church family or service times, please call us at 303-424-2121 or visit us at our website, www.fbci.org. Faith Bible Chapel currently meets in our Family Worship Center, located on the corner of 62nd Avenue and Ward Road.